professional wrestler, a rare breed of athlete, possessing gargantuan proportion, enormous strength, unique coordination and agility, a high threshold of physical tolerance, pulverizing power, and the ability to withstand the rigors of one of the most taxing sports known to man, professional wrestling. How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And this week we are going to be bringing you another edition of our Unstable Stables series of shows. Um, just a bit on current stuff. There's a couple big items of injury news, Leonard, that I'm, I'm sure you caught wind of, at least one of them. Uh, the Cody Rhodes torn peck injury um which uh, he had a match even still against seth rollins hell in the cell um and it, and it was a good match um certainly looks like a gruesome injury but uh as far as Dr. yeah he- i didn't watch the match uh, or the show but i did see pictures i actually watched a video of a doctor talking about it just from what he could see um his his uh diagnosis was that it was a pectoral rupture so the tendon was completely off the bone which caused internal bleeding, hence the extreme bruising. And because of where it connects, that's why you had the purplish, not only on the pec, but down the arm. Right. And um, he said pretty much he wasn't going to do anything worse to it than it already was. Right. The pretty much being the key there for me. But uh, Yes. Yeah. Well, well he, he said, too, what he could do is aggravate other parts because you're trying to overcompensate Right. Pack. So it could lead to a rotator cuff injury or, 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 or something with the shoulder or, 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 or something else on that side because you're, you're trying to force too much. Right. And then the other one is, of course, CM Punk, who has uh, a, a, a broken bones or damage to his foot to the point where he needs an operation. And uh, as a result, he will keep the uh, AEW championship, but there will be an interim champion crowned. So... That should be interesting to see. So have they announced that when he comes back, is there going to be like a unification match or does the that's improve? they've already kind of, inst- yeah. I mean, I think Excalibur said that on commentary. Um, okay. So the plan right now is that the number one contender is John Moxley, but there will be a battle Royal to kick off dynamite. And the winner of that battle Royal will face John Moxley um, to yeah. determine who the interim champion. And then they will be champion until CM Punk comes back. And then they and them and Punk would have a match. Right. Right. Which I think it's, I do think it's a interesting and good tactic to do the interim thing a la UFC as opposed to making it vacant, which in history of WWF, when the title becomes vacant, there are very few instances where that is a decision where like, oh, this is for the better. I'm not saying it has never happened, but like by and large, it's kind of a not great situation but like an also like an also ran situation or right this is just what we have to work with right mm-hmm. well speaking of the wwf our unstable stables this week will be the wwf which is the worldwide wrestling federation and just a bit of history there so on january 7th 1953 the first show called the Capital Wrestling Corporation was produced, and the uh, sources say that it was Vincent J. Uh, Jess's Jess's Jess McMahon. Jesse, Jesse, isn't it? 
yeah, uh, Vince J. McMahon, while other sources say Jess himself was the founder of the CWC, um, who was eventually a part of the NWA, but the Worldwide Wrestling Federation uh, would kind of grow out of the CWC and obviously is what precedes the WWE right now. Um, so the WWWF kind of came to be after a dispute with the NWA, NWA over Buddy Rogers being uh, booked to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, McMahon, this being uh, Vincent J. Mm -hmm. uh, Father of Vincent K. Right. Would award the WWWF World Heavyweight Championship that April um, to Buddy Rogers, but he would lose it to Bruno Sammartino on May 17th. And the WWWF operated in a conservative manner compared to other pro wrestling territories. It ran its major arenas monthly rather than weekly or biweekly. And they fe featured a babyface champion wrestling various heels and programs uh, that consisted of one to three matches. They gained a television program deal um, and turned Lou Albano, who was a wrestler, into a manager for San Martino's heel opponents. And so eventually by 1970, the WWWF was really doing great, doing sellout business. And uh, that's kind of brief history, Leonard. Is there anything you want to add? To well, well from, from what I was uh, uh, looking up, basically the Worldwide Wrestling Federation existed from 1963 to 1980. And that was sort of the transitional period where Vincent... Uh, K. McMahon, the Vince that we know, bought the company out from his father and was transitioning. Leonard, I think you should be corrected. And you didn't say Mr. McMahon. And I think that that needs to be addressed. So Mr. McMahon. <laughs> Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, was, was and, and also it should be mentioned that while the breakup with the NWA was the cause for the World Wrestling, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, that's so horrible to say. That's probably why they changed these are, it. These are tongue twisters. You have Vincent yeah, A, Vincent J, you yeah. have Yes, you have WWF, WWE, WWWF. It's, yeah. Know. They eventually rejoined the NWA. I believe that was around 1970. Mm -hmm. and But it was always very quiet. They didn't do a lot with them. So uh, what we're doing here today is one of our unstable, stable drafts, but using the talent uh, of, the, of the WWWF from that 1963 to 1980 period. So this isn't an established stable, but rather we're taking certain guys from a certain company during a certain period. And uh, <coughs> so what I did to form the list that we have was I looked at histories, I looked at rosters, I looked at some of their shows, including the three shows that they had at Shea Stadium and kind of picked what I would call 24 important names. Some of these guys are Star Wars that were there most of that period, like Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales. Some guys were there for a brief period, but worked at the top of the card or near it, like Stan Hansen and Dusty Rhodes, uh, who I just thought were interesting names to deal with. So what Chad and I are going to do is go back and forth, as we've done in the past, and draft all 24 of these names. And then we also have a list of four managers. What we're going to do at the end, we're going to get one manager each, and then we're going to set those people into a card and we'll explain the card when we get there which has some uh, uh interesting tweaks to it um absolutely that that, that we're gonna and, and we can explain that more when we get there so anyway in a random completely random order 
Um, these are the names that we'll be drafting from. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Bruno San Martino, Superstar Billy Graham, Pedro Morales, Bob Backlund, Ivan Koloff, Stan the Man Stasiak, who were all champions uh, during that period. Andre the Giant, Grill Monsoon, Chief J Strongbro, Strongbow, Ivan Putz. That was his uh, alternate characters. Strongbro. Strongbro. <laughs> uh, Ivan Putsky, Pat Patterson, Larry Zabisco, Mr. Fuji, Professor Tanaka, Blackjack Lanza, Blackjack Mulligan, Tony Gurria, Baron Michael Cisluna, George the Animal Steel, Dusty Rhodes, Ernie Ladd, Kim Patera, Stan Hansen, and then the managers when we get there will be Captain Lou Albano, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, Ernie Roth, Classy Freddie Blassie, and Arnold Scala. So I get the first pick. And I will say we made some tweaks right before coming on, which changes my board a little bit. But I think regardless, um, I got to go Bruno San Martino number one. I would have I would have predicted that. I was actually toying with who to go with first here, Leonard, because I kind of had at least one little minor strategy. Um, so my first pick is going to be Andre the Giant. Okay, Andre was in, he was in my top five. Uh, just because I don't know, they're, 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 I mean, Andre's Andre, but there's some certain things you can do with him, certain things you can't do with him. So, uh, next up, I'm gonna go with just a, a favorite of mine. He's a guy that I'm using right now in the long term um, booking fed that, that I've talked about that I'm doing, and that is a superstar Billy Graham. Well. My next pick is going to be Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Okay. I'm going with Grill Monsoon. Ah, uh, you took my tag team idea away, Leonard. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who would have defeated Gorilla Monsoon and Andre the Giant? Nobody. Nobody. No. Nobody. All right. You know what? I had the same. I had the same thought. If I got both of them, I had the same thought. That's funny. Well, mm-hmm. so much for that idea. Um, that would mean that my next pick is going to be Bob Backlund. Okay. And I will take, oh, he wasn't there for a long time, but he was there for a good time. I'll take Dusty Rhodes. My next pick is going to be Pedro Morales. I was I was looking at Pedro next. I probably would have went him next. Um, I'm going to go with the first ever Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Pat Patterson. My next pick is going to be Larry Zabisco. Larry Larry Z is a good one. You know, I when I looked up the histories and stuff, Larry Zabisco was there a lot longer than I thought he was. And also, too, I'm really interested in trying to find the feud that he had with Bruno San Martino. I guess it was like the feud of the year in 1980. From I feel like one of those matches is on a box set somewhere that I have. Uh, yeah, I, I, really, I really want to um, look that stuff up. But it sounded it sound interesting. Again, he was there a lot longer than I thought he was. Um, next, I'm going to go with, because I got an idea for him, but I don't think you're going to take him. At least not this early, but I'm going to take it now anyway. I'm going to go with Big Cat Ernie Ladd. All right. You might remember from Fever Dreams, I'm a big fan of Big Cat Ernie Ladd. 
That's I. <laughs> I we all remember I, that absolutely. I fought to to use Ernie Ladd on one show. So, I'm gonna go with Ivan Putsky. Okay, the Polish power. Yeah, one time me and Dan Weber, we had an idea. We were going to have a restaurant and we were going to, uh, uh, it was going to be a potluck restaurant where people brought in like stuff and and then like you would you would pick from whatever people brought into the restaurant. And we were going to call it Potluck Putskis. <laughs> I like that. After, after him. I'm going to go with um, Stan Hansen. Uh, see, that's funny. That's I was toying between both of them, actually. Um, I'm going to go with Stan the Man Stasiak. Okay. Stan Stasiak. Stan Stasiak is, is, is a guy that is one of those other ones who I would like to find out more about. I mean, yeah. I know he was a transitional champion. I know a little bit about him. Of course, he's the father of Sean Stasiak, a.k.a. Meat. But... Um, you know, it was interesting because I did get to learn uh, a little bit about different things and different people by looking this stuff up. I'm going to go with Ivan Koloff. I am going to go with Blackjack Lanza. Okay. You know, uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Ken Patera. All right. So I'm going to go with Blackjack Mulligan. The uh, the strategy of me not taking him just to screw you, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think I would have. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll take I'll take Mr. Fuji. I am going to go with George the Animal Steel because okay. I have an idea in my head now. Now that I, I entered one idea that you uh, have another plan. So I'll go ahead and take Mr. Fuji's tag team partner, Professor Tanaka. And I will go with Chief J Strongbow. Okay. Oh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty, as it were. That's right. I would not have expected these two to necessarily be our last picks, but there you have it. I will. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to take, uh, take Baron Michael Sasluna good because i know zero about him aside from what i researched right before i got on the air here okay and i guess that would leave me with the man who always came down to interject early on mr tony Gurria. you know i i, I wanted a couple and both of those guys are in the wwe hall of fame it should be mentioned yeah. um but uh, and i almost had johnny rods almost made the list as well so Oh, we got to do our managers. So I would have the first pick of the managers, and I'm gonna take um, I'm take I'm gonna take. Uh, see, I'm trying to figure who I would put him with. So who do I want? I'm gonna go with um, Freddie Blassie. Leonard's screwing me again here. <laughs> that means I'm gonna go with Captain Lou. I almost went Captain Lou. Do you? I tell you what, I'll give you a trade. I'll trade you Freddie Blassie for Captain Lou. All right, deal. Okay. That first ever trade on Unstable Staples. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Plot thickens. <clears throat> All right. So 
to recap, my roster is Bruno San Martino, Billy Graham, Gorilla Monsoon, Dusty Rose, Pat Patterson, Ernie Ladd, Stan Hansen, Ivan Koloff, Kim Patera, Mr. Fuji, Professor Tanaka, and Baron Michael Cisluna with manager Captain Lou Albano. Chad has Andre the Giant, Buddy Rogers, Bob Backlund, Pedro Morales, Larry Zabisco, Ivan Putsky, Stan Stasiak, Blackjack Lanza, Blackjack Mulligan, George Steele, Jay Strong Strongbow, and Tony Gurria. Uh, and manager Freddie Blassie for our trade. So as per usual, we see these into a card. Now, we changed our card idea shortly before coming on air. Initially, we had just sort of a regular card figured out. And then our good buddy, our good buddy, I cannot speak tonight. It's all right. Um, I'm not doing very well either. Yeah, our good buddy, friend of the show, Ronnie, said it would be funny to do the WWWF Unstable Stable idea because we talked about it before on the show as a deathmatch tournament, considering who would be involved these names. So we had a deathmatch tournament figured out, but since we had just done two lengthy tournaments, uh, we decided to change that right before coming on air. And so we have made a couple of our matches deathmatches. Well, hopefully we'll make Ronnie happy. So <laughs> what we are going to be seeding is a singles dark match, a regular singles match, a six-man tag match, a singles match, an IC title deathmatch, a two out of three falls singles match, a death match for the tag titles, a regular singles match, and then a death match for the world title. And the manager that we have, typically we only allow that manager to be used once, but given the, the length of the card and the people involved, we decided that you can use your manager up to three times on the show. So you can, if you want to use them once you can, you want to give them the three different guys, you can do that too. So. Um, Chad gets the first seeding of the card, and that would be for the dark match. Oh, joy. What a one-up I have on this dark match. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to say Tony Gurria is going to be in this dark match. And um, I'm going to go with uh, Baron Michaels and Saluna. <laughs> so, based on what I've read... Mm -hmm. on Baron Michael Sisluna. I'm just going to give you this one, Leonard, because he seemed like he had more of an impressive career. But okay. uh, maybe you know different. If you know different, please give me the win. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the only thing I will say about Tony Gurria is that Gurria was factored into the tag title picture from time, from time to time. Uh, he, he did hold those belts. Um, the reason I took Michael Sisluna over... Gurria was because he's a baron. That's <laughs> that's like my reasoning on the construction gimmick list. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but but Cisluna, I believe, did have a very lengthy career, longer than Gurria's. Um, and so, yeah, if you're giving me the win, I'm not going to sneeze at it. I'll go ahead and take it. All right. So first match is just a regular singles match. And um, try and think, you know, a lot of times when we talk about the first match of the card, we try to go with something – that would be what we would think, quote unquote, hot. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if we have anyone here that would do the type of, of openers that we usually do. Uh, I'm going to give you Ken Patera. All right. Well, in that case, I am going to give you Ivan Putsky. Okay. 
Interesting matchup. Both these guys are big, strong guys. I mean, they're they're shorter in stature, but very broad, very muscular. Um, you know, Patera was working as a heel at this time, Husky a face. So that's a good dynamic there, yeah. especially yeah. for period. Um, straight up power wrestling match without question. I want to say Putsky is a little bit more rounded in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Patera was he came from I, I want to say weight weightlifting. It was some sort of, of, of Olympic sport like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Putsky, I think, is more well-rounded. He also had, I think, the the more successful career. I think Patera maybe wrestled a little bit longer. Or I think he was he was still there when things kind of started to get hot in the mid-'80s. Per se. Right. Um, and, and, and Ivan's son, Scott, wrestled as, as well. Uh, but especially as a first match in Ivan working face, I think that I, I would go with Ivan here for, for the win. Yeah, and I just – I really love – even though it's very old school, his finishing move, the Polish hammer. Yes. Um, I, I just thought with his muscular look that that move made a lot of sense. For him, mm-hmm. Especially then. Um, so now we have our six man match. Six man tag and you and you, and you place first. And I'm going to take a risk here. Okay. And just because of the name I thought of for the team. Okay. <laughs> so, so we'll see. I'm going to give you Blackjack Lanza, mm-hmm. Blackjack Mulligan, and Chief J. Strongbow, and they're going to be called Cowboys and Indians. Oh, that makes total sense. Well, you know what? You know who I was going to give you, and also give it to you because they make total sense. I'm going to give you the foreign menaces. I'm going to give you Fuji, Tanaka, and Ivan Koloff, and they will be managed by Captain Lou Albano. Okay. I still say... Despite, uh, you know what, Fuji, there's no way that any match with Fuji comes out in a victory, Leonard. Come on, you have to you have to admit that. Mr. Fuji was a multiple-time tag team <laughs> champion with various partners. I just remember Jesse Ventura on commentary once when he was in that six-man, or it was, no, it was a handicap tag um, with the uh, Powers of Pain, I believe. Yes. And uh, Jesse Ventura was like, he was at one time a very dangerous man. Uh, and this was the period where he was a very dangerous man. But we have the Blackjacks and Chief J Strongbow. And there's no way Cowboys and Indians aren't defeating the foreign menace, Leonard. You can't have the crowd go home thinking that the foreign menace has prevailed. Well, this is early in the night. So the rest of the stuff coming after this is going to wash that memory away from them. Um, I, you know, both these, the Blackjacks are rough and tough dudes. Um, because my argument was would be, because I initially thought I was going to do the foreign minutes deal. And I was like, yeah, my dudes are just tough shit kickers. Right. But so are, but so are the Blackjacks. Stronghold to a lesser degree. And I think you're right, considering the period and that I'm guessing we're at Madison Square Garden. Uh they're not gonna they're not gonna put the the American team under. So I will go with um Cowboys and Indians taking out the f- foreign minutes. We gotta come up with that t-shirt. Yes. Next is just a standard singles match. And yeah. oh, I get the first placement again. Yep. 
And I'm going to go with, um, oh, I'm, I'm surprised about how much of my list has already been kind of taken taken out here. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to give you. I'm going to go with Pat Patterson. For Pat Patterson, I am going to give you Stan the Man Stasiak. Okay. And I think that this would be legitimately a really good match. Um, maybe it happened. It might have. I, I actually don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stan Stasiak worked like everywhere. And at one point, I just want to say he was billed from Buzzard Creek, Oregon, which is a great name. Um, <laughs> down. Uh, but he he is a former WWF champion in 1973, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's held he's had a lot of titles in, in his career. Um, but of course, Pat Patterson is Pat Patterson. He's a legend for a reason. Um, so I don't know, Leonard. I think this is pretty pretty even match. What do you think? <laughs> well, Pat Patterson is a former. Uh, and the very first ever IC champion. He's a, a, a guy who uh, had, had a very long career, not only in the ring, but outside the ring. You know, he invented the Royal Rumble, was known to be the go-to guy for finishes uh, behind the scenes in the WWF and WWE when he was still there. Um, better technical wrestler than Stasiak. Stasiak has a heart punch which I love the fact that he uses a heart punch. I always said that Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, should use a heart punch. I think he's the guy that could get the heart punch over. Uh, but I would I would side with Patterson, being that this, the reason I put Patterson here is because it's a standard singles match. And I think Patterson straight up, if this was one of our death matches, I might lean towards Stasiak. But because this is a straight up singles match, I think the fact that Patterson is an old school Technical Matt wrestler, um, I would give him the advantage over Stasiak uh, in that regard, being that this is a standard singles match. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. We also have to remember that Pat Patterson is a former WWF Hardcore Champion and a former WWF Twenty Four Seven Champion. Yes, forgot about both of those. Yeah, so uh, he's also uh, is in the worst match of the year in two thousand according to the Wrestling Observer, versus Gerald Briscoe at King of the Ring. So those accolades alone, I actually do think that this, I think this would be a tough match, but based if it was just a straight-up singles, which is what this is, mm-hmm. I, I agree that Pat Patterson would probably find a way to win here somehow. So, so next up, we have the IC title death match. Oh, boy, here we go. With you placing first. All right. See, this is this is not an easy pick to go with, but I'm going to go with Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco, and he's going to get Stan the Lariat Hanson. Oh, come on, Leonard. That's not fair. (laughs) Actually, it is totally fair. Yes. Um, It's not like there's rules here. So, yes, obviously, I think Stan Hanson would have this one. I think that Larry Zbysko would be bleeding a gusher a la Eddie Guerrero at uh, the pay-per-view against um, JBL. Yes. That one. But, uh, yeah, this would, be, this would be a good match. Uh, but, yeah, Stan Hansen is certainly the rougher wrestler. 
and uh it's just crazy because like he could i think he was he's the one that couldn't even see in the ring because you know he didn't have glasses (laughs) so so like i mean you know larry would have uh a death with death wish just based on that so i don't know you have any contrary opinions which i doubt leonard no you know when we were going to do the death match tournament i had stan hansen at the top of my board because I thought he could he could run a deathmatch tournament of, of, of these guys. Um, it's it's going to be blood. It's going to be violence. Exactly what you said. Um, in a straight-up match, much like what we talked about with Patter, Patterson and Stasiak, I would lean a little towards Larry Z. But given the situation here, it's Stan the Man. Or, no, you had Stan the Man. I had Stan the Lariat. You know what? Too bad we both didn't get the stands because we could have uh, made a tag team. That's true. Of the stands, the double, the double stands. Oh, you know what? I should totally do that in the Fed. I should get Stan, uh, Stan Lane, Stan Hansen, and Stan Stasiak make a stable out of them. I think that's a good idea. All I'm the trying stands. to think if there's any other stands out there. Do you think any other wrestlers named Stan? <laughs> Put them in the call. Even if they're from North Dakota. Yeah, even even they're indie dudes. I'll take them. I'll take them. All right, so next up we have a singles match, which is best two out of three falls. And I get to seed first this time. And um, I don't know who I really want to use here. I think I'm going to go with with Dusty Rhodes. And I am going to give Dusty Rhodes Bob Backlund. Okay. I thought you would would have me on this one. once I saw where we were at with people, uh, you know, uh, Dusty Rhodes, this is a really interesting time period for Dusty, this, the yeah. 70s. He was a lot lighter than he was in the 80s. <laughs> I love how you <laughs> threw that out there because I know you you know where I'm going. So, yes, yes, stamina. Uh, but Bob is certainly the better technical wrestler, always was. A two out of three falls match is perfect to use Backlund in for this. Uh, Backlund vs. Rose is kind of interesting. Um, I doubt they had ever worked together because they were both faces, you know, uh, during the period and probably wouldn't have. Um, that'd be something interesting to look up. I'm not sure how a Rose-Backlund match would, would go. Uh, but um, definitely, I think Backlund could be dry, could be dull. Dusty would certainly add some sizzle to this. Yeah, and certainly, I don't think it would be long as long as maybe your standard two out threes match because of Dusty. Right, but I think he 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 could go at least for the first couple of falls. Absolutely, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes could could definitely go, and as you said, he was you know a little bit lighter in this period. Um, I think, I mean, this would have been this would be really great with Dusty as a heel. Um, uh, you know, Backlund we would see as a is like a heelish persona later on in his career. Um, he certainly would not have been that then um it, man it wouldn't even have made sense to have him that then um as like the good old boy with the haircut that he had and all that um but i you know this would be a good match i think it would think it would be fun to see how these two styles would mesh or not but yeah so bob backland definitely on on this one all right all so right that means you get to uh well, actually no i get to see you get to see next for the tag title death match so we got three more matches to go all right. So I don't have a tag team name, Leonard, because that's more your department. Okay. But I am going to go with Andre the Giant mm-hmm. and George the Animal Steel. Who? 
I'm going to need to puzzle that one. Uh, but I knew who I was going to give you from the start. The One of the guys you wanted, I'm going to give you Ernie Ladd and Grill Monsoon. What a mass of humanity this match would be. <laughs> yes. So before we debate, I want to say that I'm going to give Animal Magnetism, Big Cat and the Gorilla, Captain Lou Albano for a manager. And I am going to give Andre and George the Animal Steel, Classy Freddie Blassie, as their manager. So, Leonard, I was thinking about this, and here's how I see it. Yes. If this were a straight-up match, I would give this to your team pretty clear-cut because I think that in a standard tag team match, you could simply cite the fact that Andre and George the Animal Steel are two totally different personalities, and George the Animal Steel might do something to annoy Andre, and they might not mesh well. And, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and Ernie Ladd, I think I could see them meshing better as a tag team. Mm-hmm. But being that this is a death match, I can't see a way that any team could get Andre down on, on the ground for a three count. And as far as George Animal Steel goes, he's such a dim-witted character. I don't know what you would do to him to get him to go down for a three count to death match. Well, I, I got a terrible name for your tag team. I'm going to call him the French Steel Company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> uh, but, but, you know... That is, I mean, Ladd and Monsoon, I think, would work well together. They, of course, were on commentary together in later years. They're both really big guys. Uh, they both worked with Andre. I don't know about George Steele, probably George Steele. Um, I know, I think the managers would get involved here, being that it's a death match, so anything goes. Absolutely. So I can see Captain Lou and Freddie Blassie mixing up on the outside. That would be really <laughs> cool. I can see this going to the floor, going to the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, and what you said, I, I, I think ring, rings kind of true. The idea that um, I think Monsoon and Lad, if you took any other two guys that you had, even if we're talking the Blackjacks, which are a natural tag team and big guys, I, I, I think I could make a really good argument. Right. Win. Yeah. What you said rings true to me. I think in a deathmatch style thing, especially, and Andre could go at this point. This is this is early career Andre to mid-career Andre. Right. Um, so he was leaner. He didn't have the issues with, you know, his back, his joints, those types of things. Um, just a heck of a physical specimen at this time. Could work at this time unbelievably. Um, you know, George Steele was always George Steele. Of course, this is a younger George Steele than what we're used to from, from the 80s when most of us all saw him. So uh, a younger George Steele. And, and as much as I really want to try to argue for my guys here, I think the argument that you make is sound for a death match because George Steele is just going to be crazy. I mean, George Steele probably is a guy that you could take and pluck him out of here and put him in like mid nineties ECW and have him feud like the Sandman and Sabu. And he could do that because he was just, you know, crazy and wild. And again, Andre, I would love to see Lad and Andre in a death match. What? 
Can you imagine Andre in a death match? Like imagine right. picking up like a two by four wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, getting somebody with it. Or, or like stacking up like three tables and like throwing somebody through them. <laughs> you know, setting setting the table on fire and the, Andre the Giant sets the table on fire and body slams grill monsoon through it. That's a license to print money. That's I agree. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, I would love to see Monsoon and Lad like double team slam Andre. I think that would be a cool visual. Absolutely. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you here. I'm going to give the wins to, to your guys, um, even considering um, the, the, the fact that I want to argue, but dang, I think he got me. I appreciate that. Yes. So, so, so next- French, French made steel. Yes, whatever we're calling. Tag team champions. So we have um, our singles match. Just say, so far, we have given the WWF. The IC champion is Stan Hansen, and the tag champs are Andre the Giant and George Animal Steel. <laughs> That's a unique lineup right there. All right, so next I get to seed first. And I'm going with uh, superstar Billy Graham. All right. Well, making his comeback, Tony Gria. No, um, no, I'm not going to give him Tony Gria. But uh, I am going to give him Pedro Morales. Okay. And I will just, I will just say, although I think that this will be a good match, you know, although I'll fully admit I need to brush up on my peak Pedro matches. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, you know, when you look at superstar Billy Graham and just how physically fit he was, how good he was on the mic and in the ring as well, um, I just I can't see even peak Pedro, uh, despite how long his reign was mm-hmm. as champ, which was lengthy. Yeah, it's a couple of years. Uh, I, I just I, I see superstar Billy Graham here having the upper hand. Um, you know, if I go back and watch some Pedro matches and change my mind entirely. I will, you know, say that in a future episode, but I, I see superstar Billy Graham here. Yeah. I'd have to go look, of course, you know, um, Billy Graham beat Bruno San Martino for the, the title. I'm right. sure, I'm sure Pedro Morales and Billy Graham worked together at some point. I'd have to go back and, and look at that and find that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we kind of underrate Pedro, because even though he still wrestled up until about 85, 86, like Bruno San Martino did, um, I, he, was, he was older, wasn't peak. He was tagging with Tito Santana a lot. Um, and as opposed to Bruno, and I think Billy Graham too, that Pedro Morales doesn't maybe get the credit he deserves or people talk about Pedro the way they still talk about Bruno and talk about Billy Graham, talk about Bob Backlund. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think I would really need to go back and watch some peak Pedro Morales stuff. I'd be interested in doing that. Um, of course, you know, the, back then, the, the Vince Sr. or Mr. Mr. McMahon, double Mr. McMahon, older Vince McMahon, however you want to say his name, his his theory was always to go with the, like, ethnic wrestlers. You know, Bruno San Martino was Italian. Pedro Morales was, uh, you know, uh, a Puerto Rican. You know, so the so the Latino faction. Um, so that was, you know, one reason why he, you know, put his eggs in the Pedro Morales basket. Billy Graham, um, as I mentioned, I'm using him in a long-term Fed right now. I'm feuding him with Bill Goldberg. 
And I'm really close to putting my my world title on Billy Graham. Uh, because that would just, that'd be a good dream match. Yeah, because I, I am just really – I've really gotten into using him and liking him. And um, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to go with Billy Graham here. I think this would be a, a, a cool match and a good match. Uh, Billy would definitely be working as, as, as a heel at this point. Um, Pedro the face. Billy wins by cheating. Um, I definitely go Billy Graham. All right. Well, that would mean that in our main event, it will be Nature Boy Buddy Rogers versus Bruno San Martino. Although I will add, Buddy Rogers has Classy Freddie Blassie in his corner. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, a death match. He yes, it is a death match. I don't think I don't think I want to give Captain Lou to Bruno. It doesn't fit, so I'm not going to do it. Um, is a death match. I think, of course, it should be mentioned that Bruno San Martino has the won the title for the first time over Buddy Rogers. Yes, Buddy Rogers yes. only had it for a little bit, so Bruno has Buddy's number. Um, Buddy Rogers again, I think, is a guy that today when people talk about him, it's like, oh, well, he inspired Ric Flair. Ric Flair right, got all right. his stuff from Buddy Rogers. It's kind of what how Buddy Rogers comes up. Great wrestler. Again, sort of of a different era. Bruno was definitely, I think, a wrestler that defined the 60s and 70s. Right. Buddy Rogers is more the the, the last era from the, you know, coming from the, coming from the 50s. Um, I want to let you talk a little bit. Because I want to roll over my head. No, you know, I mean, Buddy Rogers, as you said, they're two different eras. So if we're being honest with ourselves, based on size and era alone, who would fit more into a death match? Who is the bigger of the two guys? That would be Bruno. Yes. So if it were me, and, you know, you, one could argue that with Freddie Blassie there, you know, if this were being booked by Vincent J., um, and maybe if he had a better relationship with Buddy Rogers in the NWA, you know, you could see this being a lengthy feud. But as we said already, uh, Buddy Rogers lost to Bruno. So I would give Bruno the edge here um, simply because I think he would fit better into this match. And based on his size, I, I think that the only way Buddy Rogers would win, if now if this were, if this were a straight-up match and I added the manager, I would probably be more – intent on arguing for my guy because i think the idea of him cheating to win makes a lot of sense but as there are no rules here <laughs> it doesn't really make sense to say he cheats to win so i think bruno legacy all as well is is beyond that of buddy rogers so. right right definitely so and i agree with you you know i think buddy rogers was getting more of your old style grappler and the styles are different Bruno, I think, could brawl at times. And again, he was built big. He was built stocky. It was the idea that he was, you know, from the mean streets of, I was going to say Pittsburgh, but I don't think he's from Pittsburgh, but he wrestled in Pittsburgh a lot. You were going to say the mean streets of Greenwich. The mean streets of Greenwich. Um, but, but you know, he, I've, I've met Bruno San Martino because he used to do shows in the Pittsburgh area. Um. I actually, I, I wish I did. I did get a picture one time. I at a show, I saw Bruno San Martino and Lou Ferrigno talking to each other. I've been great to have snuck a picture of them. 
lose very particular in taking pictures of him if you're not paying for it. The Incredible Italians. Yes. Oh, that'd be a great tag name if Blue would have wrestled. But yeah, you know, my argument was going to be in a death match, I think in a straight match with Freddie, you could argue interference, and that would set up a rematch between the two of them. But in a death match, I think Bruno probably takes out Freddie early on. Um, I think this is a, is a nice, probably but bloody brawl, and that f- really favors Bruno in my mind. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the win. And I think if the outcome was Bruno not winning and becoming the WWF World Heavyweight Champion in our world, there would have been riots. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Fever dream riots. Yes. So, overall, I win five to four. All right. Well, congrats on your win. That would mean that we are tied at this point. Three to three to one. We had the one. The one which was the tie? One. The one draw was, uh, I believe, King of the Ring, wasn't it? Was it King of the Ring? I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and all these are usually pretty close. I don't think there's been a been a blowout. No, no. There, no they, I, I, I agree. Like, uh, I knew after you conceded on um, the tag team match, mm-hmm. I could. I knew exactly what the last two matches were going to be. And I was like, oh, this is not going to go in my favor ultimately. But that's all right because these picks make sense. So. Yes, yes. That was another thing I was thinking too. It's like, you know what? I could let the tag match go because I think I can win the last two. Right. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, I, I should be mentioned that, you know, the <laughs> WWF at one point released, you know, a history of the Intercontinental Championship and a history of the uh, WWF Championship and the history of the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and on those DVD sets, which I don't know how hard they are to find anymore, and I don't know what all is on Peacock um, as far as really old stuff goes. So, yeah. those, but on those DVD sets, um, you will see a handful of really early matches featuring some of the guys that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. and uh, they're worth they're worth checking out uh, because there's some good stuff out there that people probably don't know about that's pre WrestleMania era, um, and these guys certainly deserve that attention there is a section i believe it's just called old school that has a lot of the madison square garden and uh philly spectrum and boston garden house shows from i believe the mid 70s on up to about the early 90s nice and i have watched some of the this is being interesting i've watched some of the like pre-hogan stuff like the 82 83 stuff just because i was really interested in it I hadn't really gone back to the 70s, but there's some stuff from the 70s on there. And I'm not sure how much more else other than that, but there is some of that, what you would probably call their their premier, what would have been their PPVs back in the day, you know, the, the right. massive square garden show, the big Boston garden shows that they would do. Uh, so those, those are, some of those are on there. And I want to say, I maybe saw, some older television. I would have to go back and, and, and look because a lot of times I just get on just to see what's there, which is yeah. a lot harder to find than it used to be. Um, but I think there is at least some of that older stuff on there. And you know what we should do is like a part of our short videos collection, Leonard, just thinking yeah. right off the top of my head, yeah. we should pick random matches for each other to watch and then do a quick review of them. 
So like, if you find something really old on there, like maybe not an entire card. Yeah. Certainly we could watch specific matches and you're like, Hey, go to this link, watch this match. And we'll do a quick review on it. I think that would be fun, especially yeah. older stuff. Yeah. That, that would be really cool. Yeah. We'll keep, I'll keep that in mind. I may have some time this weekend to, um, and it'll Ooh. hopefully it comes across like after I've had a few drinks. And yes, <laughs> on a random on a random Friday when everybody in my house is asleep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes, uh, please let us know what you think of our WWWF stables. We didn't get the stables names. Maybe we should uh, do that going forward if we don't have an actual stable. Yeah. Mind. Um, I mean, you know, I I, I wouldn't want to call mine just like the Nature Boys. That doesn't really make sense. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. But uh, let us know what you think of our stables and who we pick to win our various matches. And uh, the idea of having death matches with WWWF and uh, how Vincent J. McMahon would have booked those. I think it would have been interesting. <laughs> you know, my, it makes your mind want to explode to think how he would have tried to book something like that. But um, anywho, uh, please check us out on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify if you'd rather listen to us. Click the like button on our YouTube video and subscribe to our content. We welcome all comments, negative and positive. And for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week. And Alexa will see you out.